Was it good? That's what we're here to find out. This week, we're talking Vice, a film about Dick Cheney. We're going to look at the historical accuracy of the film, the style of the film, and how certain politicians have reacted to this film. I'm your host, Ravi, and as always, I'm stuck in a room with my two brothers, Krish and Arjuna. Let's get political about it. Let's get political, political. Do you I like, want to get political. Please stop, please stop. I want, I want to be axed from this show. Do you do you like that I'm starting now the shows with puns? Uh, no. Yeah. No? It, they need is that work. a style that we, Those listening, just you know, let us know. Is, is the styles working? You can add us on Twitter at was it good? I think it's working. You're right. No? No one? All right. Tweet at us. We'll start with Christian because you talked the least amount of the last podcast. <laughs> we actually have a word counter going. What did you think of this, um, this portrayal movie. of of a uh, of, um, penis Cheney? Penis Cheney. Uh, it was very interesting. It was, uh, and I mean that stylistically, and I know we're going to talk a lot about this in this episode, but stylistically, it was, it was a, they made some very interesting choices on how they decided to portray the various characters in this film. Uh, it was, it was like highly stylized, um, you know, some of the choices that they made. Overall, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I was, you know, it kept my interest. Uh, there were some very captivating moments. The performances all the way around were, I would say, incredible, really. Uh, you know, everyone did a, an excellent job. Um, so I, I came away. It was an interesting film. It, it made me think. It opened my eyes to a lot of things, a lot of things that I didn't know uh, about Dick Cheney and some of the people around him. Um, so, yeah, overall, very good. Would you say that you have a new understanding of the Bush administration? It, so, so this is tricky because this is a film, and so you always have to go into it uh, knowing that there are going to be some fictionalized parts and some exaggerated parts, right? Because it is a work of fiction. Sure, absolutely. That being said, I do feel like I got an interesting perspective into the Bush administration. Uh, we we kind of know most of the details around the Bush administration that Bush himself was he didn't always know what he was doing and he relied heavily on the people around him so it was very interesting to see that play out and and you know how they decided to tackle that right in the one other Bush movie that I've seen uh, starring Josh Brolin um, that's the Oliver Stone W that came out in w. 2008. Uh, and what's actually interesting about that, real quick side tangent, was sure. uh, Christian Bale was earmarked to be George W. Bush in that movie, was cast, and they started with some of the prosthetics um, to try and get the look of George W. Bush. He didn't like it and dropped out of the movie. Oh, that's so interesting. Did he hit anyone before dropping out or scream at anyone? Well, the actually, funny enough... The year after that movie came out was Terminator Salvation, which is when the, that tape dropped. The, so it was all around the same time. The one of uh, do you can you my family's in town? Can yeah. you let them know that I'm. Well, that's the, the Peter Griffin Family Guy. Version that is the that. most historically accurate thing. Anyway, Christian, go ahead, sorry. But yes, I would say that I, I it it did open my eyes and get I feel like it provided a uh, a new or at least a wider ranging perspective into that administration that I, I think most people probably aren't aware of. Or need, or I mean, I I don't know. You could make an argument. You do kind of need to know about that administration because there are a lot of parallels to what's currently going on uh, with the current administration. Um, 
Yeah, you're right. I don't know if we need that kind of perspective, but I think it's interesting, and I think it, it can be helpful. You know. So wait, do we think the movie was made to be an entertainment piece to entertain people or to educate people? Entertain. I mean, I think it's a totally an entertainment piece of looking at the life of a man who, as the movie alludes to, was very private and people knew very little about, especially even during his time as vice president of the United States from 2000 to 2008. He kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, a lot of people were surprised at Bush's pick for vice president. He had been out of politics since the H.W. Bush administration yeah, uh, so, so he almost been, 10 years yeah he, he for eight years he had just been the ceo of a company uh and i think this movie provides some interesting context into this man's journey and i think it you know it's interesting how the movie starts with the little text where it's like you know this is a work of we tried, you know, we tried our, we fucking tried, we tried fucking tried our hardest to make it as accurate, quote unquote, as possible. Uh, but like any biopic, you know, we talked obviously on this show about like Bohemian Rhapsody uh, and others. This is a Hollywood piece, so there are liberties that are taken. And I can't, I, I don't think, I think it's always dangerous to go in these movies and like this is exactly what happened. Uh, this is an interpretation of events from from some who have biases in one way or the other who will then tell and portray the story that they want to tell. And they're telling a story that at the end of the day is there to make money and bring people in and win awards. <clears throat> this is very much a, Oscar or, you know, an Oscar Beatty type of piece mm. um, as we've come to see, to see. So I would say it's an entertainment piece. I wouldn't say it's an educational piece. And, and I think it, that's, that's even more apparent when you really get a sense of the, director's style coming through this like uh is it adam mckay yeah so adam mckay well interestingly enough he directed the big short a few years back with christian bale and steve carell uh about the 08 financial crisis crisis and some stockbrokers and and uh how a lot of stockbrokers um you know made a lot of money off of the financial crisis of 08 and uh, that movie was highly highly successful very very successful commercially, very successful um, from an awards standpoint. This movie, you know, critically and commercially is not nearly as successful as that one. There, there's been a lot of mixed reactions. I think it, like, currently sits on Rotten Tomatoes at, like, a 64%. Uh, Vice does. While, like, The Big Short, I think, was in the 80s or the 90s. Um, I do know that Vice was nominated for a lot of Golden Globes. I think... Did, uh, you, guys, did you guys see uh, the other one? Um the big short i, did, I did i saw the big short okay uh and, and the style is very similar it's kind of this surreal um serious style that still undercuts some comedic tones with some interesting cutaways um with different explanations so one one of the most bizarre sequences in the big short was um margot roby was in a bubble bath and she explained how stocks worked at one point in the movie, which is basically a cutaway. And one of the more bizarre parts in Vice was... Who's narrating it? Well, uh, the narrator was one, but I thought one of the more interesting ones was uh, the when they interpreted the conversation between Cheney and his wife, Lynn, in the bedroom. It was like, was it some Machiavellian, Shakespearean, Shakespearean type of conversation? Right. And they actually spoke in the dialect. 
of uh, you know the Shakespearean yeah, there was way. A- so I, I you know I, I think Adam McKay's penchant for doing these type of dramas is, is still to in in, in uh, inject some type of humor that you saw in some of his earlier works like Anchorman and um, Step Brothers and Talladega Nights. Yeah, cetera, very like very interesting like almost like tangents like. I think halfway through the movie, I think one of the best parts of the movie that I really enjoyed was uh, that the credits started rolling, and it's like the Cheney family lived happily, happily ever, ever after. after. Yeah. But it was only halfway through the movie, so everyone's and you realize that you're like, this movie's not done, you know. And then it's like them riding off in the sunset, and then it's like, well, that's not what happened, you know. Cut cuts immediately to the phone call from you know that he's going to get offered the the vice presidency or what. Yeah. Did you all enjoy the the amount of though? the amount of like weird things like that like you had obviously the the narrator to start is ultimately the man who gives his heart to Dick Cheney because he gets hit by a car spoilers and you have the uh <laughs> sequence where they're in the restaurant eating and they're talking about the menu and it's you know the this and that in terms of like sure or like yeah. up the land then you had the yeah, the Shakespearean piece then you had the middle of the of the movie the credits piece and then you also had when he turns uh, when he's having near the end of the movie the uh, interview, um, yeah, and he end. turns to the camera and he's yeah, talking directly to the audience. I so I actually did like those because we we've had a lot of biopic biopics biopics. I don't know if I'm saying that biopics right. biopics. Thank you. Um, that are just straight shooters, right? Like that are just kind of here are the facts, or no, not here are the facts, but you know, here's our interpretation of what happened. You know, chronological. Uh, you know, just very what you see is what you get. So, you know, I enjoyed them. It did feel like sometimes it, they sort of went a little overboard with it. Like, uh, but I think to, to really get a sense of that, I'd have to see it again to see yeah. if, it's, if it's too much. I know for my first viewing, I, I kind of enjoyed them. I was like, this is different. It's a little bit zany. It's a little bit off the wall. Uh, and, and for some reason, it seemed to work with the subject matter. Uh, you know, like these diabolical men in power. Um kind of painting them as like these these villains right it's almost like i almost felt like almost felt cartoony at some point like caricatures yeah and i think a lot of the complaints of the movie was like they, they felt that it was a little cartoony mm-hmm. in terms of the portrayals from christian but like like that cheney was kind of portrayed as this cartoony villain mm-hmm. and i didn't necessarily get that sense i, I to answer the original question I liked some of uh, some of the uh, more out there concepts. I definitely liked that the movie was narrated by the heart transplant donor. I thought that was a cool twist, uh, you know. But because yeah, uh, originally I thought well, like it was his grandkid or something. Yeah, yeah or I, I a thought, legitimate son. Or I something. thought it was a something nice. Like I thought it was a nice way to kind of frame the movie. I also did like the part where Cheney directly talks to the audience at the end. I thought that was pretty powerful in terms of getting the the director and the visionaries behind the movie. Um, mm-hmm the to to get that perspective um of what they believe cheney to be i thought and and to have them him directly talk some of them didn't work as well i didn't think the shakespearean one worked for me as well i didn't think the menu one worked for me as well just in terms of the effect that they had i felt you know just in my own memory thinking back to the the big short there were fewer of these Mm -hmm. and uh, they were more effective while I think maybe there are a couple, there are maybe a few too many in Vice. Cause I think, I feel like we've even forgotten some Yeah, for just sure. for counting. Probably. And Probably. so I think it was maybe a little too many. 
I don't hate the concept, but I think uh, it was it was a it was uh, maybe one or two too many. Like it was relied on, or maybe a little, a little too, too much. much. Yeah, that's fair. Well, also, that's it doesn't totally it didn't help with the the pacing of the film either. The mm. film, I think, suffers from a, a couple of pacing issues because the intro is is somewhat slow to kind of like pull you in, and then the middle is definitely dragged out. And the, like the Shakespearean thing, the uh, end credits thing, the Shakespearean thing went on too long. Like I got, yes, I get I what they were trying to do, but it went on too long, and it definitely forced things to like be kind of dragged out. And then it's like all of a sudden we're Bush is calling and meeting, and then we're in Iraq and all that, and then the movie's over. Yeah, I did. I did feel like that there was, should have been more of a focus on the Bush administration, right? Because that's what we know Cheney more for this other stuff while it was it gave context it was too much too much context and i think i went into this movie thinking i was going to get more on the bush cheney administration we really got a lot of insight into the rumsfeld cheney yeah relationship yes and i think part of the movie or part of where the movie falls flat is a little bit with steve carell's portrayal uh michael scott as rumsfeld Hmm. it's a little it wasn't my favorite um, in terms of Steve Carell's been in a lot of movies this year, and I feel like... <laughs> You're sick of it? <laughs> well, I just feel like he kind of is, is is has been the same character throughout. It almost feels like I'm just watching one guy just go from set to set. You're just watching a season off The Office? Kind of. <laughs> I'm just kind of watching Michael Scott play dress up a little bit. And Which is hilarious. I don't know. It, I, what... I, what was weird to me was maybe that's what Donald Rumsfeld was like behind closed doors, but you know, R- Rumsfeld's a guy I've actually seen a fair amount of press conferences and in the public eye. Yeah, during especially that administration, then afterwards because he yeah. was outed first. Yeah, and, and I just didn't. It, it seemed like a disconnect to me a little bit hmm. in terms of the character seemed too different from real life. From real life, or, you know, you, or at least what you at least my that. perspective, and I, I wish. I wish if they had gone with that interpretation, that would have been addressed even in terms of, okay, was he really like this or was he really like this? Because I feel like a lot of people do have a pretty good handle of who Donald Rumsfeld was because I think the public knew who Rumsfeld was much more than knew Dick Cheney. Mm -hmm. Dick Cheney was never out there giving speeches or, you know... Or, or out there in the public eye. He very much was a guy behind the scenes. Rumsfeld, I would argue, you know, along with Condoleezza Rice and Colin Powell and George W. Bush were the main people during that administration that you saw out there. Mm-hmm. So that I, that was interesting to me. And, and I felt like I felt with that portrayal um, and then such a uh, an emphasis on that relationship, while it was cool, it run, rung a little hollow. Like in our last podcast, we talked about animated movies versus real life movies and i think because you know steve carell played rumsfeld and um that explanation kind of wasn't given it was harder for me to buy that performance a little bit so then because the movie focused on that so much i was a little taken out well i think i think the other thing too though is like and for those listening you can you can add us at was it good and i'd love to hear some comments on this on twitter yeah on twitter but I think you know Christian Bale did a, a fantastic job, and that's because honestly, I think Christian Bale is a he's a method actor, and he really can deliver. Steve Carell, yeah, he's this was very surface level. Mm. They made him look as best they can to Rumsfeld, but you know, 
I don't think he captured the man the mannerisms. Mm. Yeah, yeah, mannerisms, and he didn't capture it as well as someone's like Christian Bale. Like you watch this movie, and you don't look at Christian Bale and think, "Oh yeah, that's the guy that played Batman," Um, or he's the guy in that terrible movie Terminator Salvation, Um, (laughs) or he's that guy that hit his mom. Like you don't look at that and see that here. While with like Steve Carell, you look at him like, "Oh yeah, I remember him kind of doing something like that in that Office episode," Mm. And, and you know. You know, maybe, maybe that's my own fault because I watch a lot of Office or The Office. But, you know, as an actor, though, I would, I would assume that you want to kind of dive fully in and kind of embrace this I think and it, transform. I think it's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, for, sure. So, for so, sure it is. So I think what you guys are describing is what would happen to anyone you've seen on multiple seasons of a television show. It's like the actor who plays Joey in Friends. They, Joey! He could never do a movie and you not think of... Joey from Friends. Yeah, that, that's and, why he does a talk show now. Right, but that's that's almost talk that's kid? almost just <laughs> the nature of the work. If you're if you go from television to movies and you've been on more than four seasons of something, it's gonna be like Kiefer Sutherland. You, there's nothing he's gonna do, and you're not gonna be like Jack Bauer, you know. And unfortunately, there's no actor in the world who can overcome that. Yeah. I, I would say if Christian Bale had been on a television show, a prominent television show that had run for more than four seasons. You would n- never not see that character. Ashton Kutcher. Uh, I never watched the 70s so show. So he did the 70s show? Then I'm, he did I'm sure, though, you, you still hold can't on, get past hold, that character, though, right? He did Ashton. He did the 70s show. Then he did a couple movies. And then he's been out of the movie Limelight. So he did it. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't move. But I mean, uh, my my only co- I do agree with a lot of the points you just made, Krishna. But my only counter to that would be... It's your job. Well, no, not that not it's your job. But, like, there are some actors... Who are in movie series who've been like, oh, I'm always going to remember this actor for this. And they're always going to be like Spider-Man. Like, Tobey Maguire, for me, is kind of the same thing because I don't think Tobey is the strongest actor in the world. And one of the first things I saw him was in Spider-Man. He was in three of those. Very similar to what you're saying for like a TV show. And he's he's forever stuck as Spider-Man. Christian Bale was in three Batman movies. Mm -hmm. Those, Those are the first three of the first movies I saw with him and it was a very distinct character but I don't see Batman when I see him in other stuff yeah and so I just that's, think that's like that, yeah. that's a good that's a good point yeah but I, I still think I still think three movies is different than eight seasons or something yeah for sure no you you're, know. you're not wrong yeah I just I just don't think Steve Carell is necessarily the strongest actor <laughs> in the world. But did he need to be for that role? Like, you know, obviously Donald Rumsfeld was, uh, I guess, a prominent piece of this. Like for me, uh, I so, you know, personally speaking, I actually don't know a lot of uh, Rumsfeld's mannerisms. I never really did get to see him speak publicly. Sure. Um, but, you know, and so for someone who, so someone like you who, who does know Donald Rumsfeld, I could totally understand if it's not terribly accurate and you can't buy it sure. then uh, then i get it i yeah. guess for me though because i don't know that i thought his performance was fine it didn't detract yeah. from it i didn't mind if there was a little bit michael scott because i do agree I, you know steve carell you know you you're never not gonna think of michael scott to be honest though i haven't seen steve i haven't watched too many movies with steve carell yeah I, i've actually i've seen quite a few now yeah, yeah. uh and the one that disappointed me the most in 2018 was a beautiful boy where he plays the father of a drug addict. And <laughs> that's a role that has no business of having any Michael Scott in it. 
But it did. Uh, but it did. It had oh, a lot no. of Michael Scott in it in oh, terms no. of just his mannerisms and the way he talks and everything. And that's because I think, again, this is this is nothing against Steve Carell. He's a good actor. I just don't think he's necessarily a great actor, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he can deliver the lines, but I don't think the Michael Scott persona is very different from his own persona. Yes. While Christian Bale is borderline, he in my no, opinion. He has no persona. Exactly. Like a Daniel Day-Lewis, yeah. where it's completely different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and again, a lot of that is to do with how much you see that person yeah. um, in something. But uh, to me, there's no coincidence. That It's not a coincidence, you know, going back to the whole award show thing. Vice was nominated for three acting um, globes. Mm-hmm. Best actor, mm-hmm. Christian Bale. Best actress, or Best Supporting Actress, um, Amy Adams. Yep. And Best Supporting Actor, Sam Rockwell. Yep. Not not surprising to me that those three were nominated and um, Steve Carell was not. Not Tyler Perry? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tyler joke. Perry is Colin Powell. Uh, which, by the way, I thought he did great. But I, th- I think he, he did great too. He just wasn't long enough to obviously get nominated. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I so I would I would I probably agree with you that Steve Carell, the Donald Rumsfeld of all the performances, which I still really enjoyed, was was probably the weakest. Yes, the best, Amy Adams, I would say. Amy Adams is great. As, yeah, she uh, killed it as Lynn. Yeah, I, and I I mean I, I totally bought it. You know, I like I do like Amy Adams. Um, yeah, it when she's when she's given good material, like you know another movie that she's across Christian Bale from is in The Fighter, as mm. um, the girlfriend of. Um, Mickey Ward. So. Oh, that's right. And uh, they have some powerful scenes because uh, Christian Bale plays Dicky, mm-hmm. uh, Mickey's half brother, and there's a lot of contention between her and his character. And um, they're actually a pretty good pair. I, I read somewhere, but this is their third movie um, with each other. American Hustle? No, American Hustler. Was American Hustle. One? Hustle. Is that another one? Was that Bale both in, in that? I think so. Yeah, yeah, you're right then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, she was in that, and she was great in that yeah. too. So, so yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think, like Ravi said, Christian Bale was great. I think Amy Adams was great. Sam Rockwell as George W. Bush. Oh my was, god, was really really good in yeah, right. um, <laughs> in his mannerisms and everything and style. And naturally, speech, you yeah. know, I thought back to Josh Brolin's interpretation of W as well, yeah. and I was yeah. like, you know, I, I feel like he picked up some things that Brolin did and. I'm sure he talked to Christian about it because Christian Bale probably got into that character and then pulled out. And mm. um, so, you know, that's interesting um, to get that type of interpretation and angle. But Sam Rockwell, especially with he knew that the character wasn't a huge part of this movie. He was a, a smaller part. Yep. But every every scene he was in, he pretty much nailed. From yeah. The, from yeah. the 89 dinner where he's drunk to the... Um, I mean, for Sam Rockwell, that was just a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's be honest. They were like, hey, we need a, you to film this. You're going to be drunk. He's like, hey, can we do it on Tuesday? His best performance yes. is still Moon. Oh, of course. Moon's great. Moon's a great film. Well, actually, wasn't he in uh, Seven Psychopaths? Yes. Sir. He was great in that, too. He was also really, really good in Iron Man, too. He was the best. Anyway, Christian Bale and his prep work, he had to, as we know, Christian Bale loves to get fat, get skinny. So that was not prosthetics. Yeah, that was not prosthetics. He gained Damn. 30 pounds. Yeah. That is face. That guy is going to die 10 years too young. Probably. But I think just to go from but he's doing the what he extreme. Loves. So is that bad? 
Well, does he love it though? That's the he, thing. I don't know if he loves it. He's talked about he absolutely hates the weight gained and loss, but he has to do it to get in the character. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's what's part the, of this process. the alternative is permanent prosthetics. That seems dangerous. Yeah, uh, I mean Christian Bale. That's why he's the best. You know, or one of the best. I guess the right there that highlights the difference between a uh, Steve Carell and a Christian Bale. That he'll do whatever it takes to become the person where. You know, when you see him on screen, you don't see Christian Bale. You see someone completely different. And that's the thing. We don't know who Christian Bale is. He's also a really private guy. So, you know, props to him. Was that Wait, Christian Bale? Private? Well, he's, he's, he's not that private. It's I, I don't know. I don't know a lot. It. That's I mean, that's and what that's what you he see. And it's his mom. I mean, but that that came out ten years ago. I mean, but what do you know <laughs> about the guy? You don't know anything. He likes motorcycles. He, he's into coffee. He's a whiskey he is? drinker. I don't think I don't, he, I don't think coffee. any of those things are true. That's all you. You projecting yourself? Motorcycles? Ravi loves motorcycles. I have a motorcycle. You don't. I'm yeah, he's revealing a, it live on this podcast. Pretty, pretty he sure. Has a pretty sure. If you had a motorcycle, our mom would murder you. No, because it's invisible. Do we know what else Christian Bale did to uh, prep besides weight gain? Obviously, you know, like he wa- watched a lot of um, older archive footage. That makes footage sense. as well, and then I believe he talked to some people close to Cheney, but like in terms of articles, that's all it says. Mm. Talk he to did, people close. He did not talk to Dick Cheney. I don't um, think Dick Cheney's gonna see this movie ever. Right. I think they he probably should. all tried to reach out to him, and I'm sure Dick Cheney said, uh, as he says in the mo- one of my favorite lines of the movie, "Go fuck yourself." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. To the to the person who's like. Hey, it's just business, or you know, it's like we we can still be friends, or you know, go fuck yourself. Trying to subpoena you, but you know, no hard feelings. That's that's what it is. No hard feelings. Go fuck yourself. What did you guys come away feeling about Cheney and the Bush administration coming out of this movie? It's not, honestly the stuff that they showed is not anything we didn't already know. On some level, I agree. Yeah. No, there's nothing in there that surprised me. No, no. So. I think we knew relatively what was happening. It's the details that were like, oh, that's more revealing. startling. Like I didn't. So, for instance, the detail that you know really stuck out to me that I didn't know happened in that way was that Cheney, for right after nine eleven happened, basically took control, right, and cut out the president and was like, you know, and I didn't know, realize that they were really skirting the law. Like they were really making up interpretations of the executive branch. And the powers of the president and the vice president. Wait, how like, did you know? Some of those details. That was part of the initial. So once everything was kind of outed and the big thing with, um, was it, God, Iraq and the, the lack of, no, Iran, the lack of um, weapons of mass destruction. Mm-hmm. And the investigation started. That was one of the first things that was brought up. Was that Cheney took over? Was Cheney that Cheney's so powers? I, I, missed that. I totally missed So that you part. didn't pay yeah. attention to the news? No. I, you I were what's wrong with America. Sure. This is America. Yeah, this is America. Everyone point at Krishna. Nah, everyone everyone who's bald in this country is getting hair transplants because y'all are dumb. Our father didn't get a hair transplant. Yeah, well, because he, he's like me. He's cool. He's cool. He's not really bald either. Ooh. He still has hair. I mean, I do. I have, if I grew my hair out, I'd have more hair than he does. Mm. Well, grow it out then. Do it. Yeah, I, no, but I would, look, challenge. I would look dumb AF. Do it. Uh, just say it. Sum it correctly. Dumb a fuck. Dumb a fuck. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, so I guess some of those details I didn't know and were enlightening to me, you know. So interesting, that was cool. interesting that Christian didn't know. So what what did you guys like most about this movie when it ended? I like the portrayals the most. Uh, 
like I, I really enjoyed like you said I really enjoyed Christian Bale's performance I enjoyed Amy Adams' performance and I enjoyed Sam Rockwell's in particular um, I really those did. three stood out I really didn't like Sam, Wells, Sam Rockwell's performance honestly you didn't? I did not why not? it's it Going back to your statement about like some of these characters being like characters and like comic-y or whatever, sure. he seemed very comic-y. Cartoony. Cartoony That's because Bush is a cartoon. I don't I don't look at Bush as a cartoon. I, I look do. at Bush I look at post President Bush as a cartoon where he's sneaking candy to Michelle Obama and you know, we people are like he's just an innocent child now and it's very obvious. But back during his presidency I didn't see him that way. He kinda came off as an evil dude. He did come up, but that was <laughs> to the me. To me, during his him. presidency, he came off as a dumb motherfucker. That was the and left Sam, wing. Sam Rockwell delivered the that perfectly. The liberals, what do they call them? Snowflakes. Yes. You know, it's insulting to actual snowflakes. Like they're beautiful pieces. If of you if snow. you look at a snowflake under a microscope, it's it, amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. It's, it's like one of the most beautiful, freaking amazing, most beautiful things on the planet. I've always I want to talk about that comment, snowflakes. Like, do you guys understand where that comment came from? That that statement. I don't. So comment the the snowflake stuff comes from the the right wing nut jobs calling the liberal nut jobs a bunch of snowflakes and the idea is that oh, they're, they're soft they're soft and fragile but to Arjuna's point a snowflake under a microscope is this complex beautiful intricate design of a thing so perfect geometry in nature yeah, yeah it's kind of like so you're calling them perfect, perfect geometry yeah weird thank you uh, th- you know that's what they they should take it back like you know how a lot of groups will will uh, take back insults and make it like a positive. Hmm. That's yeah, what, like that's um, what uh, as she's speaking of that, like Donald Trump's new thing uh, as of a couple of days ago, he's been taking his Game of Thrones poster to meetings. So I don't know if you guys have, have seen this. Somebody as a joke took one of the Game of Thrones-esque posters and photoshopped him and, you know, like, let's build a wall or whatever. Mm. And he's been taking it. He had somebody printed out and it's been showing up in actual meetings when he's talking about building the wall for Mexico. Now, the interesting thing, though, is when you want to get like on a deeper level of like the whole point of Game of Thrones and that wall, the whole point is that walls don't keep things out. So it's kind of hilarious that he's taking something and using it as like propaganda to build a wall when the show is really about the show is showing the, the wall failing horribly. That's right. Quick side tangent. You know, we enjoyed. Well, I don't know if we enjoyed this movie, but it's interesting that we're getting portrayals. We've had like two prominent portrayals of, you know, the Bush administration now. Who would you get to play Trump? Because uh, that would be Alec some. Baldwin, that would be so it? movie. Ooh, he's already done it. Yeah, he's he done a really it. Good job. I think he'd be too cartoony. Trump is if a Sam cartoon. Rockwell but I can't, is too but Trump cartoony. is a cartoon. Yeah. But like, he, you can't take him seriously. Right. But like, that's the thing. Like, can you? It, exactly. It's a cartoon. Could any? Could in twenty years, thirty years, fifty years, could you make a serious movie about Trump and it not come off? I as a feel cartoon? like I feel like the actor to truly portray Trump has not been found yet. Has not been born, born yet. <laughs> well, well he has not, been not born. born, but I mean, I just think like I don't think ten years ago, uh, Christian Bale would have been thought as a good Cheney. Of, as Dick Cheney. That's a good point. Well, Maybe it's like other, a young actor who has to grow up. But that's the other thing, though. Is like yeah. ten years ago, why would they have made a Dick Cheney movie? Dick Cheney was a pretty interesting figure towards the end of the Bush administration when a lot of this stuff came out. But would you, like, 10 years ago? Ten I would year, probably go see a Cheney biopic 10 what, years ago. Like 17? 16? 16, 17. No, you, all you cared about was college and, and, and I don't know. He was watching movies What else did you care about in I college? I watched a lot of movies in college. You didn't go to class? No, I went to class. <laughs> you're, you're, wow, that's why you flunked out. 
I didn't flunk out. In this reality, you did. We call this revisionist history. I graduated with a double major in honors. Hey, Arjuna. Yeah? Whoop-de-doo. Get out. (laughs) We're we're recording a podcast. Get out. Like the movie, Get Out. Ooh, us. Us. It's going to be fun. Cass, I was coming to you. There's definitely a podcast that's coming to you guys. Did you just turn your mic off? It was off, but now it is on. Was I it, off? it off to drink Wait, some Wait, was it off the whole time? That would be pretty funny. I don't. Wait, I doubt shouldn't it. you, Mr. Producer, be monitoring I that? I mean, it sounded like it was on. Yeah, it, it was on. I turned God. it off to drink some water. And I'm about to turn it back on. Is that that time? Do I you mean, think we're there? I think so. I mean, I, I would, like, covered everything, I would right? like to just, I mean, before I give my answer, I just want to kind of give a big general thing, which is... Christian Bale did great. Amy Adams did great. The some stuff with um, Jesse Plemons. No, who played uh, Steve Powell or uh, Colin Powell? Tyler Perry. He did great in those couple of scenes. He had the right voice. I beyond feel like, to be that, Colin beyond that, the pacing was terrible. It came off too comicky. So I, I'm gonna let you guys guess what I'm gonna say. You're gonna say no. He's Ravi, gonna say was yes. was Vice good? No, it wasn't good. Nice. Uh, Christian was Vice good. I'm gonna say yes, it was. Juno was Vice good. I'm gonna say yes too because I did like the portrayals a lot. Uh, I did one worded answer. I did. Lo- well, you explained. You yours. have to. I, I, explained, explained, I, explained, I explained it before. That's that's well, the whole, I didn't get that's the whole point of doing. I didn't the podcast. get. I didn't get an opportunity to explain my my answer before I could answer. That's true. So I'm going to explain it. But I really liked the portrayals. I liked. You know, for the most part, I like some of the story elements and the insights that we got. Now, I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily would have put it in that order, and I would have maybe emphasized some different things. I was actually reading uh, an interview with the editor, and he said that you know this was one of the hardest movies he ever had to edit because there was because just, it was so boring. No, because it was there was a lot that they had to cut out. They had done a lot more in. Cheney's childhood. They had done a lot more in the Bush administration that they cut out. Wait, um, did they have to cut it out for political sensitivity reasons? Or no, I mean it's just, just when you go, when you're going through a movie. I think like the first cut of this movie was three hours, and it obviously can't be a three hour movie. Lord Almighty. So you know, I, I, it, it, while it was not a perfect movie, I still think it was a good movie. And I think what's disappointing to me is that, that I think there was a great movie in there, but they failed to get to it. But it was it was still good. It was passable. The reason I said no, honestly, can't be honest with both of you. You, you wanted to disagree. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna say you wanted to disagree. No, I went into this podcast before already knowing it was bad because of this one reason. There was a beautiful song by the Killers, and they didn't put it in the fucking movie. I mean, it's for the trailer. I don't care. It wasn't in the fucking movie, most, and I was really upset. Most trailer songs aren't in the movie. That's sometimes true. they are. Sometimes they're not. I can only think of one instance. Where the trailer song was in the movie, and that's Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok? Rag, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Dirty Rags? Dirty Rags. Dirty Ragnarok. Thank you for listening. I'm sorry it was a short one, but, you know, we didn't want to have a repeat of the actual movie where you got bored and wanted to turn it off. Thank you for listening. This was Was It Good? We just finished Vice. You can check us out on Twitter at Was It Good? On Instagram at Was It Good BTM? You can also find Krishna on the internet somewhere, and you can also find Arjuna on the internet somewhere. <laughs> yes. And Ravi. Nope, even. I'm going to start We're becoming hiding. like We're in hiding, and be reclusive. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Arjuna, any last thoughts? I'm Mitt nope, Romney. go ahead. Let's cut it.
Oh my God! Actually, I would love to see a Mitt Romney film. He's so boring. Start with the big dig and that giant. But you guys do realize he's probably running in next year. I think he already said he's going to. Oh God! Cut it! Cut it! We're out. Thank you. I'm Mitt Romney.